This is Ringler Radio, where you get all the latest news and information about settlement solutions, litigation, mediation, and structured financial security from Ringler, the largest and most experienced company of settlement consultants in the United States. Ringler has been helping injured people and their families since 1975. Ringler Radio is made possible in part by American General, Liberty Mutual, MetLife, Mutual of Omaha, New York Life, Pacific Life, and Prudential. Now join Ringler Radio host Larry Cohen. Well, hello and welcome to Ringler Radio, everyone. I'm Larry Cohen, the head of Ringler's Northeast Operations, and we're certainly glad you could join us again today. DRI, the longtime voice of the defense bar, is the leading organization of defense attorneys and in-house defense counsel involved with civil litigation. For more than 55 years, DRI has been advocating for defense attorneys, commercial trial attorneys, and corporate counsel, and is relentlessly dedicated to defending the integrity of the civil judiciary. Our guest today is the president-elect of DRI, attorney Toyja Kelly, a partner in the commercial litigation practice of Saul Ewing, LLP, in Baltimore, Maryland. He's also an adjunct professor of law at Washington and Lee University. And with all of that, welcome to the show, Toyja. Great to have you with us. Thank you, Larry. Good afternoon. Terrific. And joining me today as my co-host is my friend and Ringler colleague, Gail Christian, with more than 30 years of claims and structured settlement experience. Gail is the managing consultant in our Columbus and Cincinnati, Ohio offices and our northern Kentucky office as well. So welcome, Gail. You've got a lot of offices to cover there. I do, and thank you, and glad to be with you both. Terrific. Toyja, let's begin by having you tell us about the overall mission of uh, DRI and, and how you go about implementing it. Sure. Well, you know, for the last, uh, since, ni- since its inception in 1960, you'll see that over the years, the, the specific wording of our mission has changed a few times. But this concept of defending or protecting the integrity of the civil justice system has always been at the organization's core. DRI has five main goals. Uh, they involve education, to teach and educate and to improve the skills of our members, uh, justice, to strive for improvement in the civil justice system, and balance, to be a counterpoint to the plaintiff's bar and seek a balance in the justice systems in the minds of jurors and on all fields where disputes are resolved. Economics, to assist our members in dealing with the economic realities of the law practice uh, and including the competitive legal marketplace. And finally, professionalism and service to urge our members to practice ethically and responsibly, keeping in mind that the lawyer's responsibilities, they go beyond the interest of the, of the client to the good of the American society as a whole. And there's a lot of ways that we have uh, achieved those goals. And one of the ways is through the work of our uh, 29 substantive law committees, and more recently, our Center for Law and Public Policy, and our affiliation with state and local defense organizations working together for all of us to develop a critical substance of knowledge, resources, and policies to achieve these goals. Sounds like a big job, uh, and, and obviously a lot of work to be done, but uh, it's, it's good work, and I'm sure you're, uh, you're, you're hard at it as, even as we speak. I'm impressed. You know, you personally defended some high-profile corporations in complex commercial disputes. And I understand you were also co-counsel with Legal Aid in a pro bono matter on behalf of low-income housing residents against the city of Baltimore in federal court. That must have been gratifying. Can you tell us a little bit more about your work as a lawyer? 
Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that that that's a case uh, from some time ago, but it's it's one that I often think back uh, back fondly. I, I um, the legal aid society, the legal aid lawyers in Baltimore are are first rate, and they approached one of my former law partners um, about uh, working with them on this case. And uh, essentially, what it involved was the uh, city of Baltimore had sold one of its housing projects, and uh, the net result of all that was. Uh, a number of the low-income residents were going to get uh, displaced into already overcrowded, poor areas of the city, taxing and already overtaxed, um, uh, you know, uh, you know, residential environment. And the the legal aid felt that um, that both how that process went down and and the and the effect of it uh, was just unacceptable. And and it was a pretty uh, big project. And 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 they they asked my former. Uh, Law firm to assist in in, in 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 addressing those issues, and uh, fortunately we were able to do that. We we um, it took some time, but we were able to uh, enter into an agreement in which that uh, fewer of the residents were going to be dispersed throughout the city, and also um, more uh, affordable housing was going to be uh, a part of the new uh, redeveloped area. And um, I, I really, the case is from some time ago, but I, I, I think back fondly about it. Well, you know, sometimes it's those kinds of cases and earlier in your career that really give you the impetus to move forward and do other things uh, and move into the arenas like DRI. So that's, that's the good, it makes you feel good about what you do. That's for sure. No question. So what would you say, Toyja, are some of the key challenges in the civil litigation arena that DRI is going to focus on as we head into this year? What, what's, give, me, give me a couple of really key areas. Well, geez, we're about 10 years out from the great uh, recession of 2008, 2009. And I know it's become a cliche, but uh, the pre-2008 legal profession is not coming back ever. Uh, law firms and companies have been forced and will continue to have to figure out how to do uh, more with less. Uh, there are fewer law students going to law school, although I think that number may be changing a little bit. There are certainly fewer cases being tried. There are fewer clients as uh, mergers and acquisitions in the in the global economy uh, continue to occur. And, uh, you know, quite frankly, private attorneys like myself are competing now against our clients in a way that we've never had to do before. And, um, you know, those are all challenges that our, our members are, are, are facing uh, today. Interesting. You know, one of the major commitments of DRI, I think, is to promote the appreciation of the role of the defense attorney. Can you elaborate on that piece? Yeah, sure. You know, when I think about that as a concept, you know, I I think about the fact that, you know, an offense needs a defense to uh, work against. You know, our country is built on a system of checks and balances. And, um, you know, we think it's important to to create uh, opportunities for our member lawyers to – be the, the the defense to the offense to be the ch- the, the the check to, to to make sure that 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 you know the system's fair, you know as I'm speaking with you now I'm actually at our our uh, annual leadership conference in Chicago, uh, where tomorrow you know nearly 300 leaders of the fence bar are you know going to convene uh, to hear about you know things uh, about leadership uh, you know not substantive things you know we're not talking about cases and strategies. We're providing our members with tools and resources to meet the challenges in their in their practice, in their lives. Um, you know, a, a much more broader uh, focus than just you know what's the appropriate defense response to you know, a particular issue. 
and that's one of the that, that's one. This is something that we've um, we focused greatly on over the last oh half a dozen years or so, and um, we'll continue to do that. Well, you know, you're going to be sworn in, as you well know, Toja, in October as the president of DRI, and uh, I guess it's going to be at the annual meeting in San Francisco. Talk about anticipating that day when when that happens. Uh, what you know, kind of what let, has led up to that, and and you know what your some of your future goals are as you assume that office. You know, it's uh, it's amazing. You know, I, when I talk about this, it's a you know, I, it's a long road to the um, to the president uh, of DRI, but uh, you, you're going down at about at light speed. It seems like sometimes. Um, you know, it seemed like just yesterday I, I kind of started this journey and uh, really looking forward to um, stepping out on the stage as uh, president-elect and, um, at the annual meeting in, in October. You know, the, the, you asked me about my, my future goals for the organization. One of the things that I have learned during my time on, as an executive committee member is um, the thing the, the, for us to, as an organization to, to survive and thrive in the future, we're going to have to figure out a way to to um, expand the pool, go beyond the traditional areas um, that we've uh, traditionally worked in. You know, you know, bring other lawyers, other types of lawyers into the organization while trying to stay true to what our, you know, our our, our mission that we talked about earlier. Um, and the organization has done a really good job from its inception to where it is now. I mean, it's a much different organization, much bigger, much broader focused organization than it was at its inception uh, uh, today uh, than it was back then. And um, but I think that you know, e- even despite all that growth, um, we have um, you know we, we we've probably stayed a little bit closer to our to our uh, original membership base, and I think the the future requires of us. And and I know as an officer going, uh, you know, during my time as an officer so far, and certainly into my time as president of the organization, I will continue to work on trying to bring more uh, lawyers into the DRI uh, tent. Well, you know, they always say if you know if you're not growing, you're dying. So uh, growth is Absolutely. always a, growth is always a good thing. Well, let's take a quick break. We'll be right back in just a minute, right here on Ringo Radio, with more about DRI with Toya Kelly. We'll be right back. This is Ringler Radio, brought to you from Ringler, the nation's leading provider of fair settlement solutions. Did you know that Ringler is involved in a third of all structured settlement cases in the country? Ringler Advisors work with all the parties in a lawsuit settlement to find the best possible financial solution for the people involved. Everybody wins. There's a Ringler consultant in all the major cities of the U.S. No one has more experienced experts in the settlement business than Ringler. Check out our website at www.ringlerassociates.com for the best information for injured parties, attorneys, and claims professionals to find the Ringler Advisor nearest you. When it's your interest at stake in a lawsuit settlement, you want only the best, most objective financial plan. You can count on Ringler Advisors to create a customized plan that meets the financial needs of you and your family for the future. Visit RinglerAssociates.com to learn more. Welcome back to Ringler Radio. Glad you could join us. I'm Larry Cohen, your host, and our special guest today is attorney Toyja Kelly, president-elect of DRI, the international organization dedicated 
to the Civil Litigation Defense Bar. Toyja, you know, DRI has always been involved in trying to influence how legislation and court decisions will impact the defense. And DRI recently filed an amicus brief with the U.S. Supreme Court in the Taylor Farms Pacific case. And I understand that was a pretty interesting and important uh, move. Tell us a little bit about that. Sure. Well, let me make one thing clear first that, you know, DRI as an organization doesn't doesn't lobby. What we what we try to do is provide our members with the information and other resources so they can be informed and go out and impact policy as 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 they see fit. Uh, of course, if if asked, we'll share our views uh, on the consequence of any proposed law or rule change or case. And one of the ways that we've done that is uh, through our amicus, uh, robust amicus program. In just a matter of a few short years, you know, we've gone from a, a nobody to one of the top handful of amicus brief filers um, before the um, before the Supreme Court. And you know the Taylor Farms case, which you which you talked about, you know, it, it was in fact a, an important one, an important one for um, uh, for the organization. Um, uh, counsel for the defense in that case requested DRI's amicus support for their petition for certiorari, um, which the Supreme Court, uh, which asked the Supreme Court to address the scrutiny to be applied to evidence submitted at the class certification stage. For us, this is a critical issue in class certification. It's uh, it's one of the it's it's one of the core issues that we closely monitor and one that we've addressed in numerous uh, amicus briefs in the past. Um, I don't know if you want me to get into the to the merits of that case, but um, I, I'll just say you know that particular issue is one that we have spent our, our Center for Law and Public Policy, which I, I noted earlier, uh, spends a lot of time dealing with in a much, in, in a number of different con- uh, contexts, and uh, this was just uh, one of the latest uh, opportunities for us to um, to stay on top of that important issue for 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 the organization and our members. Well, you, you know. Toyja, when you talk about class certification, for example, as an issue, uh, you know, it's interesting because the pendulum in, in, let's say, class action litigation swings to the plaintiffs for a while. And then maybe litigation takes place where maybe DRI files amicus briefs and, and then decisions come down that maybe swing it a little bit the other way. Does that pendulum keep swinging or, or, you, or, or what do you, how do you see that in terms of, you know, trying to balance and even out the playing field? Well, I think that I think that's right, and I, you know, I think if you look at the the trajectory of the cases uh, recently, I mean, I, I think it's fair to say that the pendulum is swinging towards the towards defense right now, um, and you know, as is, as is typical, um, you know, there are times when the pendulum swings too far, and 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 we'll have to deal with that. But uh, you know, I think this is such a, a critical issue um, to so many. Uh, of our clients, and, and quite frankly, the, the public. You know, one of the things DRI has done to sort of inform its um, its position on this class certification issue is that you know we we've taken sort of, you know uh, formal public polling. You know, we've we've hired folks to go out and, and get a sense of what the you know how the public feels about this. And and um, you know the upshot of uh, of those polls is that I think that our, our 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 position on these issues when when the public is informed about uh, what's all involved in in class action litigation today um, uh, tells us, suggests to us that you know we're 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 on the right side, you know, pushing back on some of the on some of the uh, the issues with respect to class uh, class actions and specifically class certification. 
Yeah, thank you. You know, that image of the pendulum is an image of the legal system, and I, I, I appreciate your, your bringing it up, and it, it's actually a, a reference that we've made several times in our conversation. I mean, DRI has also expressed concerns over the proposed first draft of the restatement of the law, liability insurance. What are some of your concerns? Well, we, we you know, th- this is another one of the uh, the areas where our uh, Center for um, for Law and Public Policy has um, – has uh, uh, you know really kind of you know positioned the organization well. When we become aware of proposed changes, you know we articulate our concerns. Um, um, uh, you know you, you know with, with with that, and this is just one of those areas that we've been able to um, to, uh, to do that. You know, right now we're kind of monitoring the proposed changes. Uh, just today, I was informed that there's a uh, you know a recent draft that uh, that that has come out of the ALI, and we're going to be you know marshaling our troops to uh, take a look at that and and um, see what our appropriate response uh, should be. But but basically, our concerns are that you know some of the proposed changes and 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 to some extent, a lesser extent maybe how how they've uh, how they've come about making these proposed changes are really at odds with the common law of insurance. And would impede the ability of uh, DRI members to represent, you know, policyholders uh, pursuant to the tripartite relationship, and um, we think that that inver- you know adversely impacts the consumers and, and and drives up the cost of insurance. You know, um, you know, at the end of the day, we think that that some of these proposed changes results in in more controversy, uh, more litigate, more insurance coverage litigation, not less, as has been suggested by some folks. I'd really like to hear more about that in the future. You know, just switching subjects a little bit, given what we do at Ringler, what are your thoughts on how structured settlements can be an effective tool for the defense during mediation and negotiations, particularly when long-term care needs of plaintiffs are involved? What do you think? Uh, you know, I'll start out by saying, in full disclosure, structured settlements have never been a, a real huge part of my practice. But uh, in anticipation for our discussion today, you know, I talked to uh, some folks at my uh, old firm and some some other DRI lawyers that I'm familiar with who whose uh, practice um, heavily involves structured uh, structured settlements. And, and I'll and I'll say this, you know, we as an organization, you know, we don't have official policy on structured settlements, but uh, certainly uh, have become more active with, um, uh, you know, with organizations like the National Structured Settlement Trade Association recently. In fact, our uh, executive director, I believe, spoke at the, their annual meeting last year. Um, I, I believe that there's a perception, and I, I feel that that perception, uh, it's a misperception, that defense lawyers are an impediment to structured settlements. Um, the fact is, I think that you know those of us whose practices have uh, the potential to um, touch on 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 cases that uh, um, involve structured settlements. I mean, I think that we need to st- think strategically about them. Um, you know, uh, be be prepared. You know, be be prepared to to uh, consult someone who uh, is knowledgeable about structured settlements in advance of um, you know getting into to detailed settlement discu- discussions. I think that's uh, that that that's something that I think is important. I, I agree, and uh, I think Gail's going to give you her phone number in a little while. In a little while. Absolutely, <laughs> yes, I will. Well, you know, as we kind of wrap up, uh, Toyja, we talked a little bit about this before, but any organization, as we said, growth is important. So you're building the membership of DRI, and how do you get the message out to defense attorneys and the in-house counsel about the benefits of belonging to DRI? What's what's the basic uh, pitch that you have to give? Well, 
the basic pitch, you know, obviously, you know, uh, shifts over time. And, and one of the things that, that, um, that you know, uh, my views on it are, are, are sort of morphing into this concept that as an organization, we, you know, we're, we're about, you know, professional and personal development uh, in an effort to achieve those, uh, those mission goals that we talked about earlier. Um, we've, you know, there, there's there's increased competition. You know, folks can go, uh, you know, to to a number of different organizations to get CLE. I mean, heck, they can they can stay right at their desk and get CLE. So so that sale, which has been very successful for the organization over the years, um, you know, is uh, you know you know not so much these days with all the competition that's out there. So so we've got we've had to recraft our message, and and I think when you when you get to be involved in an organization. Uh, to the level that certainly that I am, but but even before that, you you quickly realize that uh, the value and the the personal connections, um, just the, the the overall professional development opportunities that exist in the organization, uh, and those are the things that we're trying to sell. And as I said earlier, you know we're trying to sell that um, increasingly to a group that doesn't you know isn't inherently familiar with us already, and and you know uh, you know where we've been able to make an easy sale. We we've got a all the wonderful things that are that are available to members in this organization, we're we're in the process of sort of figuring out how we how we sell that and pitch that to folks that you know are, are on the periphery. I mean, we're we're always going to be you know at our core, we, we're always going to be a certain type of organization. But we believe that there are lawyers that are kind of at the periphery of the substantive practice areas that you know make up the core of this organization that we can and should be. Um, uh, going after. Well, you know, it's a challenge. And, uh, you know, as you assume the presidency this fall, just remember that uh, if you do grow, you're going to have to take all the credit. You got to take the credit for that. That's for <laughs> sure. <laughs> and, well, and if you do not grow, you'll well, have to take all the blame. Well, that that's that's, Absolutely. that's the big job. Exactly. <laughs> well, listen, Toyja, I want to thank you again for joining us today. It's been very informative. If somebody wanted to reach you or get in touch with you, how would they do that? Um, you know, I, I, I joke with my wife when I first met her, if you, uh, if you just Google me, I'm, uh, just put my first name in, it, <laughs> it's there, but, uh, yeah. but I, I, that was, that was for a different purpose back then. But, <laughs> uh, you can, you, you, you can, you can find, uh, about my bio on, on my law firm's website, www.saul.com. Um, and you can just type in my name, uh, Toyja, T-O-Y-J-A, Kelly, K-E-L-L-E-Y. You can, uh, you can find me. Super. Excellent. And Gail, if someone wanted to reach you, how would they do that? Well, they could do it also by going to the Ringler website. Um, my phone number is 877-541-9388. And I really thank you for your time today. It's been most interesting. Terrific. And, uh, you know, if anyone out there wants to get in touch with any Ringler associate, ringlerassociates.com is a terrific website. Uh, it's got a lot of information, and, of course, it has all the the information on every Ringler associate you can contact. And uh, you can, by the way, you can find all the Ringler radio shows on ringlerassociates.com. You can also find them on ringlerradio.com and legaltalknetwork.com. Or you can go to iTunes and uh, download uh, this show, for example. And when it when it's on, you'll be able to hear Toyja and hear some more about DRI. So with that, I want to say thanks again, Toyja, for being our guest. Thank you. I really enjoyed it. And Gail, thanks for being a great co-host. Thank you. And all the rest of you out there, go have a great day. Bye-bye. The views expressed by the participants of this program are their own and do not represent the views of, nor are they endorsed by, Legal Talk Network. 
its officers, directors, employees, agents, representatives, shareholders, and subsidiaries. None of the content should be considered legal advice. As always, consult a lawyer. Thanks for listening to Ringler Radio, celebrating more than a decade of podcasting and over 2 million listeners. Think of Ringler, the objective settlement advisors with more than 140 consultants in 60 cities nationwide. Visit ringlerassociates.com today.